Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio Buck Perspective, Perspective Podcast, man. I am so grateful to be here. And today is another one of those amazing podcasts. We're going to be talking about what's driving the behavior. And before we get into that, I just want you guys to think when you're struggling, but throughout this week or you have struggled and whatnot, whatnot the most important thing is mortality motivation. Regardless, and a lot of people just let life pass right by them. You guys have heard me saying countless times, display, you know, the place that I actually train at, you know, uh, one of my students said, oh my God, my children are already seven years old. And I felt like I didn't see them grow up into that seven years old. That's what scares the hell out of me. We're living in some of the most prime years of our life, especially anyone between 25 35 upwards to 40, 45 years old. These are the beautiful years for you to get so much done. I can tell you right now, that mortality motivation, that shortness of life, it makes you seek and feel that joy every day. You know, that way of you just building up your mind and your soul so that you can go to the next level. And I want you to find that peace, that peace in that minute that that readiness to keep architecting the future that you so desire you know developing that purposeful insight about not only your life but the life of others and so as you go into today just be aware and mindful all week long if you can again listen to this whether it's on a wednesday whether it's on a thursday i don't know what day it is okay but i just want you to just keep that in mind now, with that being said, what we're going to do is talk about mortality motivation. Uh, what is it? Not mortality motivation. We're going to be talking about what's driving the behavior. And so what is driving you getting distracted all the time? What causes it? What drives it? What drives the overeating? What drives your impatience? What drives you always getting angry? If kids get you mad, what drives their behavior? You know, if uh, it's it's really interesting to be curious about those things. You know, if you're if your spouse is down for whatever reason, what drives that downness? If you miss the meeting, what drives it? If you cancel, just as I always cancel, what drives you canceling that thing all the time? A very quick story is that I had told you guys was uh, probably around, probably about 2000 or not 2000, 2020 or 2019. I can't remember. It had to be 2020 because that's when I had met my, uh, my girlfriend. And I remember I was going to hang out with this guy, Mark, and, you know, I just kept canceling him. Or I just kept canceling people in general. Uh, there's a different behavior behind that. So why? I always cancel things, maybe because it's out of my character, maybe because it's not in my values, maybe because I don't want to spend time with these specific individuals. You know, the very annoying girl, you know, I would always cancel her. And then I would always say, man, why do I keep canceling her? And then I all I conjure up in my mind saying how I want everything to go and how she's going to come over. We're going to have such a great deep down talk and she comes over and it's the same piece of garbage that I end up canceling her for another two to three, four weeks. And so what drives that behavior? It's the fact that I just do not like being around her, you know? And that's the problem. We don't have insight, insight for what's right for us. And we keep doing the things that we do not 
want to keep doing. And so we just keep canceling. We keep committing to cancel, committing to cancel. See, a lot of people aren't happy. And they don't even understand that own behavior, their own behavior to what they really want. They can't determine why they do what they do. So maybe you have this big ambition. Next, you know, you sabotage it. You have a big idea, then you don't take that next step towards it. You know, um, it's, it's like a constant yo-yo. Why? No insight, no influence. And, you know, you don't need to have a definitive answer to everything and a definitive answer to why people possess specific behaviors, you know, because we don't want to be a judgmental uh, assumptionist, right? But what's the goal? What's the outcome? See, you're doing behaviors, but you may or may not be conscious of what you're actually after and thinking, you know? And so when we get into practice, there are like, you know, there are a lot of things, right? That could be affecting us both conscious and unconscious, right? And there are two sides. You think you know, but unconsciously you're driven by something else. So there could be about three to five reasons for this. One, conditioning, right? You're told to do it. You're rewarded for doing it. And you've been doing it for so long. It's just what you do. It's what they do. Maybe it's your mom and dad that taught you how to think. You know, I've told you guys about in the last few podcasts, you know, I've been coming across individuals and I love human beings, right? And, you know, I do wish them well in all their future endeavors, but there are people that have different reactions to different people. And, you know, instead of being that judgmental assumptionist, I say, wow, she's been conditioned in a way that she is so out of touch with reality. You know, and so I look at it from afar and then I try not to put myself in their shoes because I don't want to feel those feelings that they actually feel towards a specific group of people. Right. Maybe it's like a parent or a teacher, you know, that made them behave like that and would give them a reward for that. You know, in Korea and out here in Thailand, you know, government schools that just lack not education, but just awareness, you know, they would blackface. And so blackface, meaning they would paint their faces black, they would put an Afro on, and then they would just start acting like very rude, depicting, let's just say, quote unquote, black people. And so you could only imagine if they're being taught this through educators at a very young age, you're going to grow up and be that exact same person, you know? Uh, You know, maybe it was, you know, a parent or influential person who neglected you or or neglected those types of people mistreated you know they end up just learning that adaptive behavior to protect themselves you know they strive hard to belong but they just end up running into that old conditioning pattern so there's so much more to uncover right striving for love uh but a lot of people strive for attention because of this that's just another level of insight people are way more conscious right some things happen in the past that become your love language You know, and based on that situation, it might be your preferred response in that conflict situation. So what you have to do is dig deep into what has happened in your life or in their life. Because guess what? Our reactions just ultimately become a behavioral pattern, you know, and habits, responding, planning, how you behave in the world, that all came from early conditioning. So that's number one, okay? Now, we got number two, 
And that's about commitments, commitments to other people, jobs, kids, what we truly believe values, like I said already. And, you know, a lot of people, it's just that particular way, it's just who I am, right? They're committed to that identity and they always self-justify that, right? It's kind of like my brother, right? My brother, he just failed to learn. He was just completely inflexible with thinking anything outside the box. And that equates to a fixed mindset. You know, he, he was confident about what he believed in. If the sky was blue and he said it was red, he was confident about that. He was stern. He was sure. And yet all the relationships with first his brother, me, six years ago, fell apart. His sisters, just maybe a year, maybe a year before, whatever, fell apart too. Now stealing stimulus checks from his mother. Look, that's a fixed mindset. You know, he stayed too long in things that they were just so committed to. He wasn't open enough to scouting, scanning, and learning. Open to learning and seeing new ways of being. That was one of the worst things. And you could see his life right now and see what he's doing. You're just like, wow. I'll give you the third one. Care for self and others. Now, again, you got first, you got people who care for themselves, right? You know, they're safe, they're fed, belong, they seem, feel respected. And that's the same for us, right? And deciding what we want for others or even ourselves, making our kids say, you know, safe, fed, respected, same for work. How we care equals conditioning we experienced. And so is the way you're caring for yourself is the way the other that you care for others the same? Or are you just placating and just trying to please everyone, yet you're still not growing as a person? So again, yes, caring, but again, you may not be experiencing progress. So how we know conscious or conscious all equates to that progress. If all of these things are happening, they're more conscious. If not, Maybe you have those conscious patterns that are dominating your life and those people who have those conscious patterns that are dominating their life. And so their capability is the behaviors that are driven by what they know and how to do it. Skills, talents, that's how they see and that's how they move forward. And guess what? Without those skills, talents, or whatever they are consciously aware of, without those, they feel insecure and inadequate. You know, their self-worth and their esteem is low. They won't fit in here with these people. And why won't they just take action to learn more? It's because they don't know how, just like my brother. That's the big thing. They don't know how. And then they just go back to that fixed mindset and say, yeah, you know what? I don't know how and I don't want to learn. Don't know how and I don't know, uh, don't want to learn. You know, at this uh, seat, just, uh, uh, you know, across from me and to my right, there's normally this, uh, this quiet woman that sits there. I mean, she talks a lot, but she doesn't really talk around me. But, you know, we were talking about goals and stuff and stretch goals. And she was just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just the same. And this is how I am. And this is how I, all, <laughs> how I ever will be. And I'm like, fixed mindset. Are you ever going to get ahead in life? And so that number four, it's chaos. And so by her standards, she's just paralyzed by all the things that are happening. So again, think about it. You were active and driven. And she was probably active and driven at one point, And then all that chaos hit. 
And then when that chaos hit, you lost all that vibrancy and all that confidence, the connection, the fulfillment. And so then you ultimately become lonely, locked down. And like her, not having much confidence to speak English and stuff. Hey, that's why a lot of people just sit hours in front of Netflix. By acting like this, you end up feeling depressed. Again, nothing wrong, just so much chaos and didn't structure enough that you, you know, to control anything that was in your life. And so their life just follows that rhythm, that structure. And that's why their behavior is so erratic. Deep commitments, any kind of commitments just, just throws them off, you know? And what I could just say is just get into the rhythm and recommitting to a focus area, those small steps to get some progress. That's what you're going to have to do to get out of, let's just say, this funk, out of this behavior. And so, again, if I go to, you know, things that are very practical, every Friday evening, my girlfriend and I, you know, I meet her at her place and I know that on the drive, not at her place, but at her job. And we drive from the airport all the way back home. And, you know, it's like an hour and a half drive or whatnot. And, you know, as we're driving, we know that, you know, that beautiful, wonderful, deliciously delicious pizza place that has so much, just some of the best Italian food I ever tasted in my life there. And it's so hard. And I'm like, okay, what's driving this behavior? It's the fact that it's Friday, you know, I would love to get myself a beautiful Caesar salad along with some pizza and some lasagna. But the thing is, I've been eating pizza four times a month versus, you know, just maybe once every three to four months. And so what's driving that behavior? Maybe it's having so much time off. Maybe it's not me planning my meals. Maybe it's me driving by a specific area. So what can we do to, you know, get out of this? I had to make a commitment to myself at the beginning of this year. Pizza only twice a month. We're going to reduce it to once a month beginning next month. Hamburger, twice a month, no more four times a month. Texas chicken, twice a month, no more four times a month. What's the meal this week? Already had it just yesterday. It's a hamburger, can't have pizza, can't have anything else this week. I got to hold me accountable. I got to figure out what that behavioral pattern is. You know, there are so many things that I dealt with in the past. You know, there were some times I would always delete these apps that I can meet people on, then I would come back and then I delete it, come back, delete it, come back. And this would always happen. I just had to ask myself, you know what, well, what makes me keep deleting these things? And is it because I'm lonely? Is it because I believe that, you know, other people are talking to people that I should be talking to, you know? So then the ego begins to start speaking in which you guys heard about last, uh, last podcast. And then finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to figure out what are these behaviors? Is it when I'm at home? Is it at a specific moment? That's what you have to do. That's Darren Hardy's compound effect, like figuring out those bad habits and behaviors and what drives them. And so you got a journal, you got a journal about the behaviors that you have that aren't suitable for you, that you want to dump off for this year. We're still in the very beginning stages. We're only two weeks in and there's still a lot of New Year's things that we have to figure out that is no longer suitable. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Stay tuned for more over and out.